I want to tell you about an amazing new podcast. You longtime listeners of The Brian Nichols Show know him well, and that is one Brad Palumbo and his stellar new program, Breaking Boundaries. Join Brad as he interviews top writers, politicians, and thinkers from all across the political spectrum to give you a new perspective you won't find in the mainstream liberal media or right-wing echo chambers. From guests like Rand Paul to Glenn Greenwald, Brad is having conversations and focusing on issues that are driving America with the people who are in the driver's seats. So, head over to your favorite podcast app, hit subscribe, strap in, and be prepared for some wild food takes like Rand Paul and his grand mayonnaise conspiracy. Again, that's Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo, available in your favorite podcasting app today. Get ready to start your new morning ritual with our new sponsor, Mudwater. Coffee is one of America's favorite beverages, with more and more people starting their coffee habits every day with a cup of that flavorful anxiety juice. But let's be real. Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm working on getting more coffee into my life? Millions of people complain about the jitters that come from coffee consumption. Our morning coffee rituals can be habit-forming and, for some people, can make getting a good night's sleep almost impossible. And while nearly all of us like the smell, taste, and ritual of our morning coffee, why not explore eliminating the negative aspects of our morning brew? Well, what if your coffee replacement helped induce alertness, not dependency, improve mental capacity and function, improve physical stamina and performance, improve immunity and overall health? Oh, and by the way, it tastes good enough to drink every single day. Meet Mudwater. Mudwater is your fastest growing coffee alternative in the market, consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures both old and young for their health and performance benefits. With one-seventh the caffeine of coffee, Mud gives you the natural energy and focus you expect from coffee, but without the jitters and crash. With an organic blend of mushrooms and ingredients like cacao, marsala chai, turmeric, lion's mane, and more, Mud Water offers a beverage like no other. Whether you want to enjoy it hot, cold, as a latte, or however you take your coffee in the morning, Mud Water is zero sugar, zero crash, zero jitter alternative, sure to leave you feeling recharged and refocused. Listen, I'm really excited to have Mud Water as a sponsor here on The Brian Nichols Show because I've been able to see the Mud Water difference for myself, and you can too, so click the link in the show notes to get some mud, support the show, and get your new morning ritual started right with Mud Water. And now, onto the show. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Alrighty, welcome folks to today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Yes, I am your humble host, Brian Nichols, and I am joined on our Marketing Mondays here with Chris Goizetta. Thank you for joining us on the episode, folks, and thank you to Chris for joining us on today's, yes, fun-filled episode. Chris Goizetta, welcome to the program. How you doing, my friend? Doing great. Excited to be back again. So excited to have you. We've been hearing nothing but good things, honestly, from uh, your conversations with me, our Marketing Mondays, and then, I don't know what we're going to call our our Sales Mondays with Jeremy Todd. (laughs) Um, But I've been hearing great things across the board, this conversation about how we can apply marketing to libertarian candidates and just liberty in general. But also sales, sales when we're having these conversations with Jeremy. I know um, we were talking about objection handling back here mm-hmm. uh, last Monday. So today we're focusing back on the marketing side of things and talking about reoccurring content. Now, Chris, first people are like, wait, that's what marketing is. I thought marketing was going out, 
you know, you, you, you get the, the thing of sticky notes and then on the side of it, you have the, the company name. Isn't that marketing? <laughs> Isn't that, you know, going ahead and getting the, the bumper stickers and stuff? Or, or is there something more to this, this marketing thing when it talks about reoccurring content? There's many, many things that come when it comes to marketing and it's all about building your, I, I love this book called Guerrilla Marketing uh, from Jay Conrad Levinson or Classic. Conrad J. Levinson. Classic. Yeah. And he talks about, he, he relates everything to, to warfare and he talks about building your marketing arsenal, right? So not just having one, like, so not just having the, the sticky notes, whatever that has your logo on it, but having your stuff everywhere. And if you're doing marketing online, you want to try to have your content, your, your, your company, your brand everywhere. And one of the easiest ways to have your your brand everywhere is through recurring content. It's almost like you set me up for that one. <laughs> it's funny how that happens. And when you so your average person is like, well, how do you how do you get reoccurring content started? Because I mean, first, how do you get content started? That's usually a lot of people are like, what what, what do I need to go ahead and, and you know start creating? Do I need to do the, the bumper stickers? Do I need to do Facebook right. ads, YouTube ads? Where do I find people. So the idea of even, you know, doing the reoccurring content aspect, it's like, well, how do I first get my foot in the door and get things started? How can, how can somebody, especially candidates, Chris, and this is where Mm -hmm. we see a lot of candidates have some trouble is getting stuff out there consistently. That's Mm -hmm. going to constantly keep people interested. I, I, and candidly, I'm not going to pick on any candidates, but even some of the candidates have been on my show. I've, I've seen, I've gone to their website and the last time they, they've done anything in terms of, you know, a press release early May. Right. I'm sorry. Like, like, let's go. If you are running for office, you need to be at the top of your voters mind, yep. but it's, it's tough. Candidly, I get it. It's tough getting the content out there all the time because you, you want to constantly have fresh ideas. So where can people, I guess, start off, Chris, in finding some content that's relevant that they can share to people that people are actually going to engage in? It's funny when you said website. My first thought was, "What website?" Because <laughs> <laughs> some don't have one. But oh, anyway, God, kills me. anyway, so let's. I guess to start a little more basic, let's say what 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 is content, right? What are the different things that you can create? Does it have to be a podcast? Does it have to be a YouTube show? I mean, that's one of the best pieces of content, but that's not the only thing that is considered content, right? So, right. Uh, content is about creating an experience for your audience or potential audience. And that uh, experience can be created in many different ways. The, you know, it's video, audio, written, or the main uh, types of content, but there's also in-person events and photography. Um, those are other elements of content. So with video, you can create a YouTube show, TV show, webinars, right? Um, for someone that's not maybe a candidate that wants to like maybe teach liberty or teach whatever they're in, right? So webinars is a great way to do that. So that'll be video content. You have audio, which is podcasts, music, audiobooks, radio shows, and so on. Then you have the written form, uh, articles, blogs, email newsletters, reports, white papers, books, printed newsletters and magazines, uh, then live events, which is a fun one, uh, concerts, uh, conferences, festivals, maybe one day the Brian Nichols Show Live. <laughs> and... Um, and and photography. Photography is just really taking like photos, you know, if if your community maybe or whatever it is that you're trying to create content around. And then uh, the other thing with getting started with content, the, the thing I always say is don't get precious, right? So there's a really great book called Ready, Fire, Aim. Mm. And basically the concept of that book is when you're firing an arrow at a target, you're going to buy all your gear, you're going to take some lessons, and then maybe you'll buy your own target. And then before you even ever shoot your first arrow, there could be months or years going by before you ever go, right? So ready, fire, aim. So instead of going ready, aim, fire, you flip those 
and you just go. You do the minimal that you need to get ready, and you just go for it. Um, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. So just just go, and, and then as you are going, and we kind of talked about that last week or two weeks ago a little bit. But as you're going, you kind of just fine tune as you go. So you aim once you're already going. It's almost like you you jump out of a plane and you build <laughs> build your parachute as quickly as possible as you're as you're falling. And it's data, right? Like that's yeah. what you're you're doing in this. So it kind of. So we've been we both collectively read the uh, the undefeated marketing systems there from mm-hmm. Philip Stutz mm-hmm. and um, great book by the way if you're a, a candidate out there or if you're running a candidate's campaign can't recommend it enough um, but one of the the things that he discusses is step one what is it Chris just get data data collection data, yeah. figure yeah. out who you're talking to and and he says this is the probably the most important thing and. Yeah he recommends doing exactly what you're referring to is just fire some stuff out there. I mean, yeah. who, who better knows who your target audience is than you do right. as the yeah. candidate, or in this case, if you're a, a Liberty advocate, right? Who your, your market is that you're talking to, but take it a step further. When, when you're actually going out and, and talking to people, if you're, if you're not getting good feedback, listen, pay attention to that, right. learn and adapt, and then look to the thing, say, ooh, that ad over there that we launched is, for whatever reason, getting a lot of traction. Let's go ahead and maybe do a couple more ads like that ad, and maybe mm-hmm. a couple, you know, we'll do, you know, variant A, variant B, variant C of the ad, and we'll see which one starts to, to pick up more. And then you can start to tailor your, your messaging more precise, but also you can figure out more and more and more in tune who's actually looking at your ads, who's paying attention, who's the actual person you're now speaking to. Is it the person you thought that you were going to be speaking to at the beginning? Right. Or is it going to be a brand new person that you didn't expect to be speaking to in the first place? That's going to be important, and I think a very big aha moment for a lot of folks. And, I mean, Chris, you've heard the, the Sunday Candidate Highlight Series. We have tons of candidates in the show, and I've heard a lot of candidates who I'll ask them, you know, who's your who's your uh, your t- typical demographic you're aiming for? Who's your voter? And they'll tell you they know without a doubt who it is. But very few candidates have I heard that actually have articulated, you know, based on just talking to their voters what their top-of-mind issues are, and that's who they're trying to address. It's not... These are the issues I'm concerned about. I'm looking for those people who believe what I believe, but rather what are the issues people care about and how can I mirror what they care about with libertarian or in this case, liberty ideas as solutions to those problems and enter into those conversations they're having with the solutions to the problems they're seeing right before them. Yeah. I mean, data is the most important thing to really help you figure out what to create your content around, right? But when you're First, starting out, you don't really have any data yet. So once you once you launch, once you go, you have data. Let's for example, for your podcast, we can take through I think it's 258 episodes now, and we can see what are the most downloaded episodes, and then we can see okay, if we had more episodes around those topics, we can probably get our listenership up even more, right? So when you're first starting out, you should know your target customer, your ideal audience, uh, this well. So you want if they walk into a mall. That's the example I always use. And, and the mall can have whatever stores you want. You make up the stores. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean, need to be a, a specific kind of mall. But when they walk in, where is the first place they have to go to, right? Is it Urban Outfitters? Is it Bass Pro Shop? Is it Macy's? Where is the first place they have to go? And then let's say they're hungry. Once they leave, once they leave that store and they go to the food court or the restaurant area, where are they going to eat? Are they going to grab something quick? Or do you want to have a sit-down meal with, with a server and everything? Then and they go to that favorite store when there's all those little things at the, at the checkout counter, all those little impulse buys they try to get you with to try to upsell you a little bit more. 
are they going to pick up anything there? And what is it that they're picking up from those impulse buys? And then when, while they're walking through the mall, are they on their phone or do they have their headphones in just listening to a podcast, which is what I do. I just listen to podcasts while I'm walking through the you mall. Know, really quick, Chris, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Um, I literally, before we recorded here today, I was, I was at the grocery store and I was standing yeah. in line at the checkout line. And um, this, this literally exact thing you're referring to just happened today. I was yeah. standing <laughs> and I'm looking at when you're at like the little the beep area and, and you have like right there, those like quick, you know, the quick buy area. Oh, yeah. And I, I was just curious to, you know, to your point, how they, they arrange things. And I was like, is, I wonder if there's a theme I can, I can identify. And I noticed what they did was on the very, very top, um, you had your Tic Tacs, your gum, mm-hmm. um, you, the, the low ticket, I'd say like, you know, the 99 cents dollar right. items. Right. Then the bottom shelves, like, you know, where the, the, the kids would be, mm-hmm. you had more of like the fun stuff. Like you had yeah. the, you know, the, the toy story, you know, toys and the star Wars toys and, and like the, the candy that's the toy oriented. And then in the middle kind of section, you had your Snickers, your Reese's, but they were the more higher ticket priced items. And I was right. like, how about that? They, 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 everything is at a spot for a reason. And I was like, the reason must be kids can see that down there easier. Yeah, <laughs> your parent is going to be probably looking at the the you know the whatever ad is in the National Enquirer or the hell they have yeah. now, um, and they they look the up and yeah the tabloids and what do they see right there they see a Reese's peanut butter cup and then yeah. when they look at that they're like oh, it's gonna make my breath smell and then right there is the mints great yeah. okay and it's like that it's all calculated oh yeah it's all planned and oh, yeah. and like to pretend <laughs> that it's all by accident it's like it, it's like you're living in fantasy world and, and being completely right. naive you know yeah and, and another way you can get more more data right I mean, and that stuff is, is totally calculated my my wife works in a in a very popular store and they know their they know their customers so well they know exactly what to put in that in that checkout yep. line and it, and it works but um if if you don't have that data yet right so what you can do is look at similar companies or similar influencers or similar youtube channels podcasts and kind of dig through through there so it's what i call a little bit of doing a little bit of a stalking right so like if you want to find similar fans to the brian nichols show then you would go uh, on twitter see who's engaging with brian who's liking his his comments and his tweets and then dig the through cool those kids. people's the cool kids <laughs> yeah and then dig through those people's profiles what are those people talking about what are they posting about right and that's how you can find data about your audience so you have to do some homework you can't just say my target audience is exactly like me because it may be nothing like you um <laughs> so, so, yeah, so you have to do your research and and do a little bit of stocking to find find your audience yep no i like that and and for candidates let's kind of go back to away from the the you know targeting specifically who you want to talk to mm-hmm. and now we let's just assume for you know for example chris we have the content we know what we're producing we know what's going to drive people not just to get their eyeballs but actually to make some actionable uh steps so now let's go back to the the topic of today's conversation reoccurring content so yep. how can we now take what we've learned from creating content and apply it in a reoccurring content specifically for candidates, and let's maybe go through the four areas that we talked about earlier. Videos, pictures, mm-hmm. written, and live events. So let's kind of start from the top there for candidates. Videos, reoccurring content, Chris G. So I'm, I'm going to do the candidate thing. I'm going to dodge the question for a second. <laughs> Damn it, Chris. We're not that kind of show. Because I printed some notes. Okay. So, so I guess it's continuing to sell you on content, right? What are some of the most successful companies or people um, that, that you think of 
or most influential companies or people that you can think of? Name me a couple. Hmm. Off the top of my okay, so for people, let's do Elon Musk. Okay. He's popular. Uh, companies, yep. Apple. Okay. Is that, is that good? You want more? Yeah, give me one more. Okay, for companies, uh, let's do Walmart. Walmart, Tar- okay. Yeah, uh, and then, um, I don't know, Epic Games. Because I, okay. by the way, and I tweeted about this, they've been doing crazy stuff with marketing for Fortnite. So mm-hmm. just like we can learn a lot from watching how Epic Games has created an empire by using marketing and creating one of the most popular and most iconic brands in America over the past five years or so. And that is Fortnite. Right. Um, so I would say like, let's do maybe Fortnite right? or Fortnite as a yeah. brand or Epic Games as a, as a sure. company. Um, and then for another famous person, uh, I do Warren Buffett. Why not? Okay. People know who he okay. is. They, or at least they know his name, right? So almost every single one of those that you just named, um, I mean, I can't think of Walmart, but almost every single one of them are content creators, right? So Fortnite, video games, that's uh, a piece of content and all the different videos they create around Fortnite and everything, all the characters and everything, it's all content. Uh, Warren Buffett, I mean, Berkshire Hathaway, the famous investor letters. So, I mean, it's the if you want to be an investor and you want to learn about investing, then you need to subscribe to, to the Berkshire Hathaway letters, right? I mean, iconic, iconic letters. And then they have books, they have, lectures on, on investing, right? And other companies, we mentioned Apple, I mean, they have Apple uh, TV shows, uh, other influential companies and people is Disney, Amazon, Netflix, Google, YouTube. Uh, I wrote WWE because, you know, I've got to throw my wrestling there. <laughs> the, the Rock and Seven Bucks Entertainment. Uh, when it comes to the political world, I mean, the top 100 podcasters, uh, Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, uh, Louder with Crowder, Rachel Maddow, Adam Carolla, right? Pod Save America. I mean, these are top 100 podcasts, not even just within politics or right. news, they're of all podcasts. I mean, yep. These are very, very influential people. So that's another reason why recurring content is so important. So that was, um, well, I, okay. That was <laughs> you, you little sly dog. You didn't answer my question by, by doing your own thing. And now you threw me off. So how about this? Let's kind of turn it. Okay. So that was more specifically the value from those, those companies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's let's specifically now like narrow it down for candidates, right? Okay. When we're looking at candidates, let's give some real practical advice because this sure. this is where they'll be like, okay, this is great. You guys are talking about the top companies in the you know the entire world who have quite literally millions of dollars at their disposal to, to play around, do market research, test things, and see what works. And I'm sorry, I am a candidate. I don't have an ocean of money to pick from and just toss it at different ideas. I need to know what I can do that works. So how about this, Chris? Let's give our candidates out there some practical, you know, maybe one or two things they can start to do right now from a reoccurring content standpoint just to get the ball rolling. Right. So I'm I'm a fan of starting off with video content. Video is the most powerful, right? So one of the great things you can do with content is what's called repurposing. Uh, I don't know if there's any... Gary Vee fans out there, I'm big into, into Gary Vee, but he has this really great ebook, How to Create 64 Pieces of Content in One Day. That's a lot of content, right? <laughs> but you create that from macro content, from so from big pieces of content. So for starters, every one of us has a phone. So all you need to start is your phone, um, your iPhone or Android phone, and just start shooting video and start talking about the, the issues that you're running on or issues that you see within your community, maybe talk to people in your community and record those conversations, right? Just get started. Just a picture. And, I mean, by, by the way, I mean, just, like, yeah. I just went to the LP um, of Delaware, Liberty Speaks event, and mm-hmm. I I was literally in my car 
And uh, I had to leave because I had dinner with friends in Philly and it was like an hour and a half, two hour drive. And I had to get going. And I was looking forward to, to meeting Spike uh, Cohen face to face because, you know, we're, we're good buddies off air. And, and uh, I text him. And say, hey, man, um, where's your what's your ETA? He's like, don't be there in 10 minutes. Like, I'll hang out. So I hung out and, you know, got together, got to see each other. IRL is the kid. Do kids say that anymore? Sorry. I, in real life for the Gen uh, Z who just cringe. I guess I'm not cool. I haven't even yeah, I, I, Gen Z probably just cringed and died too. They're like, please st- stop, Brian. Um, but no, and then I was like, there we go, targeting Gen Z audience. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, guys. Uh, but then I was like, hey, let's. He's like, hey, Brian, let's get a picture. And I was like, great, yeah, let's get a picture. And I didn't even think about it. like. Then I when I posted, I, I you know the heart with the BFF next to it, and then you know he calls me um uh, physic from from the Princess Bride, uh, Andre the Giant's <laughs> character, uh, and I was like, does anybody want a peanut? Uh, but that that was like. That's content. I didn't even think about it, but like, yeah. I didn't even realize, like, that's for me, that was just sharing a, a great opportunity to meet a friend. Um, right. but like, for other people, it, it, like, other people out there, it is content. It's just, it's, yeah. it's weird. The things that we don't think as content for other people or for your followers or for, mm-hmm. in this case, if you're a candidate for your constituents, it might be content. It's, it, it's yeah. you being human. And I guess right. it's weird. Us in 2021, I didn't mean to derail your train of thought, Chris, okay. <laughs> but like maybe us being human in 2021 is content, right? Like right. Yeah. people are looking for this authenticity that you're a real person yeah. and they're just tired of being, they're tired of being intentionally and knowingly sold to. Like you don't want right. to see your YouTube influencer influencing them anymore. They want to see the person actually out there being a real person right. and interacting Absolutely. with real people. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what we talked about last week about I mean, two weeks ago at the branding episode, right? It's, yeah, you want to humanize the brand, right? Like, right be right. a real person, and then you also want to become a leader or influencer within your category, right? So, recurring content is a great way to become another one of my favorite books. Become known, uh, a book by Mark W. Schaefer, an amazing, amazing marketer. But um, you know, recurring content is a great way to get people to know who you are. It's a way to become a a voice in in your category. Uh, you know, if you have Hopefully, when you're doing you know, regular weekly podcasts or a YouTube channel, you're doing some research about what you're talking about, or you already have a lot of knowledge that you're passing on and sharing. So you have done the homework, and then if you know, and people can read through the, the BS real quickly. So if you have done your homework, you've done the research, and yep. you're knowledgeable what you're talking about, then people are going to listen. And now, when you bring in other experts within your in your field, um, people are going to pay attention even more. And now you're someone that can attract these experts. So like, wow, if this person can bring this person on their podcast, like they must be someone within their, their categories. And I started becoming known. <laughs> Case study, the Brian Nichols show. Yeah. I, I mean, did honestly, anybody know who you were before? I mean, so there was, I was a, a sales guy. Um, mm-hmm. I was involved in politics. I, I started writing at the libertarian Republic. I was a guest on the, we are libertarians network, but then I got my show. Um, thank you, Chris Spangle. And he's probably like, damn that Brian Nichols. Um, no, no, I'm just teasing. Um, but I get my show and then I'm like, well, I can have people on the show. We can have conversations about issues that people care about. But then it was like, how, how do people give you credibility? And my first like quote unquote big guest was Dean Clancy. Dean was a former Reagan policy advisor um, back during the eighties. And then um, I think he actually served under Bush uh, senior me. 
I might be wrong there and maybe talking out of turn, but then he was the vice, uh, vice president for freedom works. And, um, he was on the show and, you know, talked about, uh, I think at that point in time, we're talking about what was the role of political parties and, uh, came to you know, talk about the libertarian party. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like episode, I don't know, like 12, something. I don't know. It was right. early in the episodes. And if people mm-hmm. want to go ahead and actually check that episode out, briannicholshow.com uh, and check out the episodes, you can scroll all the way back and catch, would you say 258 episodes? So, what, yeah. Why am I tired again? I forget. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> four, four times a week. Yeah. And then, and then Tom Woods is like, uh, getting ready to celebrate his 2000th uh, episode here in a couple of months. And I'm like, yeah, Oh yeah, I have a couple, <laughs> I have a couple of decades to go before i catch tom um but going back um where the the hell we're just where we're going i'm sorry we were talking about this is a great way to become become known and to grow oh yeah so so having yeah so having having dean on and then i was like oh well not only was it an uh, a great resource for my audience but i got a lot of it too and it just happened to kind of correlate that when he shared the episode he was now uh reaching out to his network of people Mm -hmm. um so that opened up a a, you know a possibly new opportunity for me to reach those people and say oh maybe there's somebody that he knew um and almost like it's almost networking in a way um that he knew that i could reach out to in in contact and leverage that relationship to to have them on the show and have a conversation and and it just kind of um it you're familiar you're, yeah you're a fan of the office that's right um so remember the episode <laughs> of the office when dwight uh or when uh was it yeah Dw- uh, dwight starts out with what is it a candle or something and he's getting ready to trade it up throughout uh oh, yeah, the, yeah. the garage sale right like that's <laughs> the magic bean the ma- yeah then it gets the magic beans that's right um but that's basically like what i did in terms of like reaching up to, to candidates like justin amash like justin amash yeah. he went and he switched from gop to to libertarian um or no, at the time, actually, <laughs> here's the thing. He he said he was going to imp- uh, vote to impeach Trump. That's what it was. And mm. I was the first show that had him on post wow. him saying it. And like CNN reached out and he didn't respond to them. M- I, MSNBC wow. had reached out and didn't respond. It, but he was on my show. And I was like, awesome. huh, interesting. And, and that's mm. all back to your point. It goes back to if you can build up this this kind of um, sense of showing that you do not just create value, but then are bringing in people of value. Yeah. That is huge. It's massive. And the thing I would say, you never know who's watching or who you're impacting. One right? thousand percent. Yes. Right. One great thing that happened to, to me on my show. I mean, you know, when you, when you look at the downloads and the data, it all looks like numbers. Like, right. okay, <laughs> like this, this week we have 500 people listening, 600 next week, right? This episode, this many, blah, blah, blah. All just looks like numbers. But you don't really know who are these people that are actually watching. And if you have influential people on your show, you're probably going to have influential people listening. So one of the craziest things that, that happened to me, right, this is more in the music world, but Derek Sivers is the founder of CD Baby. So CD Baby is... Back in the day was the only way independent artists could get their music online. Um, otherwise, you would have to have a major record label deal. No Napster? So, <laughs> no, no Napster. <laughs> well, that, that was before CD Baby. But um, um, so CD Baby was the way you could sell your your music online. And then he sold a company and, and retired, has done a lot of amazing things, has become an author. He's been on a Tim Ferriss show a few times. And I get an email one day from Derek Sivers. I actually ignore the email because it's like, uh, this has got to be just some spam thing from CD Baby. And then you know, a few weeks go by and I open it. I'm like, wait, is this the actual guy? And he's just like saying, hey, good job with the podcast. Keep keep up the great work. And I replied like, thanks so much. You want to be on the show one day? And he's like, let's do it. So I had Derek Sivers on the show who's been on the Tim Ferriss show and many 
other massive podcasts and this, this, this really big influencer in, in the music and creative world. And he was that's listening. So cool. you, you never know, right? Yes, that's why you had Just Namash and Thomas Massey and a lot of big guests on the show. And they're going to they're going to keep getting bigger and bigger doing doing what you're doing. Recurring content. It's it's something uh, we all do, uh, whether we yep. realize it or not. You know, whether yep. you're a candidate, whether you're you're a liberty activist, whether hey, whether you are you know little Bill or Susie back in your hometown, <laughs> you are doing something. If you have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram. There's something that you do consistently that your fans, your followers, your friends have grown and accustomed to expect because it's you. Yeah. And and that's the thing I think, you know, if we're, we're as we're getting ready to go towards more of the end of the show, Chris, is when you're producing content, always focus not just on producing content that your audience will enjoy hearing, right? But also that is authentically you you need to bridge right. those two worlds if you're just going out and speaking to your audience and telling them exactly what they want to hear it's going to become like just white noise you need to stand out in your authenticity catch them to to say oh this is something that i want to learn more about and then actually get them to to ask you to tell them more and then that's when we can make that conversion right it goes from yeah. the, the marketing mode into the sales mode. And then and then you start to go through the sales cycle and then they've added to your funnel at that point. And that's yeah. the goal, right? That's the vision of why, and this is why we've been doing this marketing and sales combination of the shows. And you know, I've, I've been thinking what we should probably do, Chris. We, we need to do maybe like once a quarter. And maybe we can do this for the Patreon subscribers too. This is actually like us just like kind of brainstorming this here on the live the show. Yeah, <laughs> like do like a, a a big episode for you know you, me, and Jeremy, and just That'd do be awesome. yeah, like a marketing sales crossover because because here's the dirty rotten secret, folks. And and Chris, I would love to hear your your thoughts here. This is how libertarians are gonna win. Yeah, like it's absolutely. one thing to go out win these local elections uh, through the grassroots. You know, go out knock on doors like yes do that that works mm -hmm. like go do what young americans for liberty is doing and knock on right. i think it was like twelve thousand doors that eric brakey said they did down in mm -hmm. texas for concealed carry um you know, go knock on six thousand doors with sam robb here in pennsylvania for uh for tim mcmaster yep. like go do that but also yeah. we need to start to utilize the tools and the resources that are out there that the large political organizations are already using number yeah. one but number two that all the organizations that are out there from the the business side of things are also utilizing mm -hmm. and we can learn from that take what we know will work and apply it from a local candidate perspective yep. and actually start to make a difference chris what are your thoughts in terms of actually taking some of those um you know some of the things that the big guys are doing that we can maybe bring down to a micro level that's easy to implement right now i know that's like off the top of your head too so mm -hmm. if you if you're like oh, i don't know don't worry but i'm just curious do you have any other thoughts there well so last last time we talked we talked about using like more of a punk rock approach right or rock yeah. and roll approach yep. to running as a libertarian candidates because we don't have the money and the resources that democrats and republicans have and we need to. <laughs> we don't have our co our our Coke dollars uh, pouring in at the <laughs> yeah. moment for some reason. I was told that we control everything, and yet I my bank account says otherwise. We 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 just cheat. No, <laughs> <laughs> but we we gotta basically do a rock and roll approach and just do things differently than everybody else is doing. I think content. Yes, there some of them are doing content, but not, not a lot of them are are great. So let's become great content creators and. 
really dive deep into our communities. Whatever issue that impacts your community the most, talk to people in those industries, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be an all politics podcast. If you live in a, in a community or a district that is big on farming or big on police or whatever it is, talk to people in those categories. And then, you know, in terms of like making, becoming known and making a difference as a, a candidate, a success story. I mean, I, I wrote down one and I texted you about it before we started recording, but yeah. which, which candidate in 2020 had the biggest impact in the election? So I don't know if he's, I know Ricky uh, Harrington had the most votes out of a Senate candidate, but he yeah. also didn't have another Democrat running. So out of the candidates that had a Democrat and a Republican running, Shane Hazel had the, probably the biggest impact because he forced a runoff. Yep. Uh, one that probably looked like the Republican was going to win. And then in the runoff, um, the Purdue one uh, or Azov one, uh, who's, who's a Democrat. So he really changed the outcome of that election and got a lot of hate mail out of it. But um, it's it's the recurring content, right? He became a voice for his, his state and for his community. And that's how big of an impact you can have. And I think people like him and, and Dave Smith are just going to have a bigger impact Rand in Paul. coming years. Rand Paul, Rand Paul jumped on his show, um, yeah. on Shane's show, during the the time that it was going from the actual general election to the runoff. Yeah. And basically, Rand was like, Shane, stop. And, yeah. and But like, it, what a great opportunity yeah. for the big L, the truly the big L libertarians to say no. Like, right. Rand, like. No, like you are the libertarian in the the, the Senate as a, a Republican. Now he he doesn't say he's a big L libertarian or really a little L libertarian, but right. of all the senators we have out there, easily has the most small L libertarian uh, sure. sentiments, right? But mm-hmm. like this is the chance for us to say, listen, you Republicans want to say that you're going to govern like libertarians when you have control of Congress. Well, guess what? You had control of the Congress from 2016 right. to 2018, and you did diddly poo with it. So why am <laughs> I going to go ahead and trust you guys with was it Kelly Loeffler and and who was the other uh, the, uh, the Purdue? other yeah Purdue David Purdue. Purdue that's right yeah. like why am I going to go ahead and trust these two and this was Shane's yeah. point they are yeah. two of the most liberal Republicans and just two of the most liberal members of the entire U.S. Senate yeah what are we doing why are right. we why are we sacrificing our principles to get these two candidates in office when you're saying we're going to hold back the the liberal democrat socialist takeover of america when for the two years you guys actually had control of stuff what'd you do you just decided um are we going to spend you know uh three trillion dollars this year four trillion dollars how much more should we tax like it wasn't you guys trying to actually restrain things it was just a matter of like how how little are we going to grow this year right yeah. It's, it's never a matter of the conversations, what are we going to cut? It's a matter of, well, how much are we going to throttle the spending, the, the growth? You know, are we going to scale it back to 3% growth or 2% growth or, you know, from 12% growth to 10% growth? Right. It's like, it's still growing? What? Right. Yeah. Sorry. That was a rant. That's all good. And then, and the other, like, big, big uh, last final sales pitch on uh, recurring content, right? It's a great way to keep fans and your audience interested and engaged. I mean, it, it builds community. Yes. And then content marketing comes out of like, you know, the, the loyalty space of, of industries. So it creates a loyal audience. The more you show up for them and the more consistently you show up, um, you know, even if you show up several times a week or daily, it it creates a community around what you're doing. And these people, you know, when you start doing live events, I mean, these people are not just excited to see 
you, but they're also excited to see each other at these live events. You know, and even yeah. the music industry, the world that I come from, completely shifted their approach. It used to be an album every two to three years. Yeah. Now artists are putting out singles almost every month because they have to stay consistent in today's world and stay relevant. Um, and, you know, some artists, I mean, like I can go off of music for, forever, but Chainsmokers, they, yep. they started doing this thing. So they, they signed with a major label, traditional thing, put out an album every two, three years. They put out an album, hated the process because they used to do nothing but singles. And they started doing what's called building an album. So you release a single in January. Then February, the single becomes part of the 2020 album. Now has two songs on it. In March, they release a third one. Now it becomes a three-song album, right? So again, you're consistently showing up for your fans, building a community, and that's how you build a loyal, loyal customer. I mean, I've signed up for Tom Woods' newsletter 10 times because I want every single e- ebook he has to offer. Like he's, he's, he's the one that's doing it great in the Liberty space, and that is why he is probably the highest, he is the highest-ranked uh, libertarian political podcast. I know some of these other guys are actual libertarians. I know Ben Shapiro claims he's libertarian, but... I'll tell you, Tom Woods is the highest libertarian podcast. The audio listener can't see my my my, my wincing face. And I listen to Shapiro regularly. Like, I gotta stay up to date with what his perspectives are. Right. Um, the whole like his whole foreign policy perspective. Yeah. Like my dude. Um. But hey, you you were talking about bands, and instantly, I mean, who's my favorite band? Chris. AJR. There we go. Yep. <laughs> um. And uh, I was thinking because they just did this with their um their OK Orchestra album. So mm-hmm. they released Bummerland early 2020, right? Everybody knows Bummerland. Bummerland, here I am. <laughs> and then they released Bang. Uh, mm-hmm. Or yeah, was it Bang? Yeah, Bang came out then uh, after that. Everybody knows Bang. Bang, bang, bang. Here we go. <laughs> and then Way Less Sad, another classic. Um, I say classic because it came out, a f- what, a year ago? Um, right. Classic in my book. Uh, so they had Way Less <laughs> Sad. And then fast forward, I think, after that was a cumulative seven, eight months, then the OK Orchestra album comes out in its entirety with those three songs layered in, to your point, as part of the overall um, the overall album. Mm. And then throughout that time, they're doing, you know, uh, I forget the the lead uh, the lead musician's name. I, I have a friend named Nate and he looks just like him. So I call I'll, him I'll Nate. How dare you call yourself a fan? I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. It's um, I'm that meme. It's like. Hi, I'm John. Hi, John. And then like the name goes in and it like gets pushed out by office references. Um, that's my life. So I'm terrible with names. Uh, but, but literally like he'll go through and show you how he writes the music. Like here's what, how I got the song from, you know, a thought in my head to now, you know, it's 300 layered tracks on, on his garage band, on his mm-hmm. Apple, you know, Apple computer. And he'll go through and he, he'll show you how he does it. I think that kind of stuff is so cool. You'll get the behind the scenes videos. And right there, what are they doing? They're giving me content. They're giving yep. me things that I'm not asking for necessarily, but my goodness, I'm engaging in it because I'm yeah. getting value out of it. Yeah. And, and that right there speaks to exactly the model that we're talking about, the model candidly we're doing here at the show that has been working, that we mm-hmm. are imploring candidates, please. These are, these are very practical. Easy yeah. to implement steps you can do right now. Today. Right. Today. Exactly. Like it's just like it's just like this ebook here, scrolling at the bottom of the page. Four easy steps you can implement now to sell liberty to friends and family. Like these aren't things that are pie in the sky like abstract ideas. They are concrete, easy to implement, simple things you can do right now. So do them. Yeah. Um and, and if you want to learn more, um, as we're going towards the end here, Chris, folks, please, one of two things. Number one, if you have not yet hit subscribe to the show, because you know, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about here. 
on the regular at the program. But number two, patreon.com forward slash the Brian Nichols show. This is where we're going to be having more of these in-depth sales conversations. Right now we're building up this base, right? We're building up the, uh, the, the content that we're going to be pumping out there. And, uh, to that point, we're going to be having conversations with you and Jeremy, uh, yours truly having masterminds. I'm looking to get some, some pretty noted guests here in the Liberty movement who are, you know, very well versed in sales and marketing, having roundtable conversations with them. So again, if you're interested, it's $5 a month, $10 a month. Either way though, everybody gets, what is it, Chris? One of these awesome, don't hurt people. Don't take people's stuff. Bumper sticker. That's oh, right. Stickers in there. <laughs> yeah, yours is in there. That's right. But uh, also, uh, Chris, have you had the chance yet to check out the brand new, um, the Proud Libertarian store? I have. Yeah, some have. really, really cool merch on there. And maybe next time I'll be wearing one of those shirts because you have some really, really cool. I, mean, I looked at the store. I'm like, man, it's not which shirt do I want to buy, but... I mean, how, how many shirts will my wife so For our audio listener, I'm sorry. You guys got to head over to the YouTube right now. You can see this, right, Chris? I can see it. Yeah. Look, look at this stuff. You got, right, so first of all, this life gets better shirt. Um, is it, by the way, this is so much easier to go through this store. Cause I can actually like explain some of the stuff. The life gets better shirt. That was uh, from our dear friend, Remzo Martinez. He tweeted, um, life gets better. And it was like, it, it was snarky in some response, but it was a hundred percent like a great, like great end of his tweet. And mm-hmm. I said, you need to put that on a shirt or I will. And he said, go for it. And I said, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> and then I, sent, I sent him the screen grab of it and he goes, wait, really? <laughs> and then he sent me, he sent me the receipt of him ordering it. So thank you. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, my cool mask, bro. Uh, sure. I, d- I designed, I was like, come on. Cause I, I mean, I, I would just like so overthrow the government. I love that one. Yeah. And the Google one too, the Google yeah. version. Um, but yeah, I, do, I just went to the, I just went to the store today. I went grocery shopping and I'm walking through acne. Now, I know people were before I tweeted about whole foods. I get mm-hmm. it. Whole foods, pretentious. I understand acne. I went to acne. And like, I'm still here in the greater Philly area. And that's actually outside of Philadelphia at this point. It's like acne. They're probably 90% of the people are wearing masks still. Still. Really? In, wow. I'm like, what are we, what, what's happening? I just saw that. Did you see the Gallup poll? 71% of Democrats say that we need to still have restrictions in place for, for COVID. What? What? What world is this? Sanity, yeah. Go look outside in reality and get off of like, turn off your TV. Number one, turn off the CNN. Like, good God. Did, did I tell you about my drive from uh, from Louisiana back to Orlando? No. So in Louisiana, it's like absolutely no masks. Mississippi, it's like ten percent masks. And Alabama is like fifteen percent masks. Florida Panhandle, like twenty percent masks. You get to Orlando, Florida, it's like eighty percent masks. Really? It's, it's insane. I I just don't. For the people, like, and trust me, if you want to wear a mask, please wear a mask. But, like, if you're going to say that you're the party of science, please, you cannot, you cannot say you're the party of science and then go out and say that we need to have, you know, 71, 71% of Democrats say we need to have restrictions still in place. Like, I'm sorry, that's, that's absolute insanity. But that was our Proud Libertarian store, by the way. This is a new uh, shop that we've been doing a partnership uh, with Proud Libertarian. I'm super excited to have them as a yeah. part of the uh, the network. Uh, so if folks are interested, you can head over to ProudLibertarian.com um, forward slash things, the Brian Nichols Show sh- uh, shop. But we're going to make it easier because we have an easier link for you. It's BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop. Boom. Easy. Brian Boom. Nichols Show forward slash shop. Also, if you head over to BrianNicholsShow.com, 
Uh, go to uh, the top. You'll see the reviews page. Click reviews. I have made it super, super easy for you to go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review. All you have to do, go to that reviews page, and it literally pops up. Go ahead, give a quick one sentence. Why do you listen to The Brian Nichols Show? Or what value do you get from the program? Five stars, boom. And why is that valuable? Because, Chris, what does it do? It tells a story. That's right. People like hearing stories. Story builds a community. Boom. Stories build community. And then I can share your story with other folks out there. And I'll make sure if you do go ahead that five star rating and review, uh, be sure to check your social medias and, and be sure to go ahead and subscribe to yours truly at B Nichols, Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, minds.com and parlor.com. I'll make sure I tag you in said uh, sharing of your five star rating and review. By the way, just so folks aren't missing it. Chris, where is your social media? So folks can go ahead and uh, follow you. So I'm at makingitwithchrisg.com and all the social media links are there. It's basically making it Chris G on all the social media links, except for Instagram. There it is making it with Chris G. But just just go to the website and you'll find all the links there. And by the way, you host an awesome podcast. Please. I, I don't do. think I've given you a chance beyond your first episode here when you were not yet a part of the network to discuss your show, Making It with Chris G. Dig into what's happening over on your show every single episode. Sure, yeah. So on the audio version, we have it's a music business podcast, a music business and marketing podcast. So we're diving into all areas of the music industry. Uh, it's called Making It with Chris G. We talk to agents, promoters, managers, uh, we talk about copywriting, publishing, we talk about marketing. And it's not just people in the music world, because as I always preach, you gotta dive outside of your world. Yep. So when I want to bring in a marketer, I do I bring in a music marketer? Sure, sometimes, but I'm trying to bring in the best marketers, right? So I had actually Joe Polizzi from Content Inc. on the show. And then, he's great. I love Joe. He's, he's, he's awesome. And then um, we're, I'm starting to expand on the YouTube channel. I've, I've uh, asked you about this, and uh, you said put it behind a paywall. But you know what I'm saying? Screw it. So You're doing once, it? Or twice, once or twice a month, we're going to do Liberty Sessions instead of a jam session. And we're going to talk to people in in the Liberty world that are creatives. And, and the first one are, I'm blanking on the name, but the guys that are making the, the documentary on, on lockdowns. Oh, uh, Soundline Creative Group, gents. Soundline Creative Group, yes. Uh, that's going to be the first episode. Uh, I thought that, I, was, I was going to do one why I'm starting this, this series, but I thought they, their story is way more important than mine. So I'm putting them first, and then I'll be next. And hope to be talking to lots of musicians uh, in, in the Liberty world. Uh, that'll be the focus. And by the way, this episode here, um, as we're recording, is going to air on the 7th, Monday, um, of June, uh, the episode I actually recorded with the, the gentleman from the Sound Mind Creative Group, that episode is going to be airing on the 16th. Um, and awesome. by the way, the, the, the documentary is follow the science on Liberty and lockdowns. I cannot support and recommend these guys enough. Yes. Um, and, and like, that's not just something that I'm saying because they've been on the show <laughs> because yeah. this is something across the board that is still impacting people right now. Um, yeah. And in that Gallup poll where 71% of Democrats said that they still want to have restrictions due to COVID-19, 64% of independents said that we need to lift restrictions. So I don't know. That sounds like a target market. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should talk to those people. Oh yes. gosh, it drives me crazy, Chris. We unfortunately are here hard pressed for time. So with that being said, Chris Goizetta, thank you for joining the show. And folks, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Coming up here on Wednesday, we are joined by the ever amazing Jess Mears. She is the clubhouse queen and she has been doing all things clubhouse conversations with folks like Justin Amash, Dave Smith, Spike Cohen and more having great conversations and networking, but also 
uh, bridging the world of having conversations with each other, but as a collective group, how can libertarians enter into Clubhouse and learn how to use Clubhouse to our advantage to build those raving fans and that raving fan community that will market our liberty for us. So that being said, thank you for joining us here on today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. So that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here for Chris Goizetta. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.